Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for the 50-plus generation, helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that relate to the real-life challenges and opportunities of people in the second half of life. Today's show is brought to you by Second Half Network, providing resources and connections that are designed to educate, equip, and inspire. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan and his guests are in the studio and ready to begin today's discussion. Let's listen in. And I want to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is a radio show for boomers and beyonders, and it occurs to me that there aren't very many places where you can dial in either on the air or online and find a radio show talking about the very significant issues that we deal with in this age and stage uh, for boomers and beyonders. And just for reference, the boomers are those of us who were born between 1946 and 1964, and most of my guests uh, fit into that category, including the one for today, right? That's right. You fit into that category? I do. Good. And we discuss the things that matter to us in this 50-plus generation. There's about 76 million of us. Uh, throughout the entire United States, and I'm happy to welcome you to yet another edition of Second Half Now. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and I've got some questions for you. How are you doing in the second half of life? I mean, really, whether you're still working or whether you're looking at uh, retiring or whether you're already retired, whatever, I want to know, how are you doing? Are you doing as well as you had hoped you would when you were in your 30s and 40s, and you're thinking, well, gosh, someday I'm going to be in my 50s and 60s, And this is what I would like to see happening. This is the kind of life I'd be living. How are you doing with that? Are you finding satisfaction and fulfillment with the choices that you are making and the life that you're living now? How are you doing with energy and enthusiasm for life? And those really kind of go together uh, because I find that uh, people that have low energy don't have much enthusiasm and actually the other way around too. Are you able to do the things that are meaningful to you? We have those freedoms and those discretions uh, at this stage in life. And are you making a difference? Are you making a difference somewhere, somehow? And most of us have room for improvement in these areas, and that's what we want to talk about today. The title of today's show is Making the Second Half the Best It Can Be. And our guest in studio today is going to help us with that. But first, I want to lay a little bit of a foundation, which I do almost every show. And that is we deal with the five core topics in almost everything that we do, everything that we are concerned with, everything that confronts us in life will fit into one of these five categories. Number one is home and family. Number two is health and wellness. Number three is budget and finances. Number four is heart and soul. And number five is work and purpose. This show is designed to help boomers and beyonders thrive, and then it's not as an end in itself, but it's the so that phrase that we always use. So we want you to do well in all of those five areas so that you can find and fulfill your calling. Today's guest and today's topic is uh, fits into the category, the last one, number five, and that is work and purpose. Again, today's topic title making the second half the best it can be. Let's talk about it. Our special guest in the studio today is Dale Size. Some of you will recognize that name, and if not him, uh, you know his wife, Julie. She's been very active with uh, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and with serving our neighbors and uh, transformational leadership and a whole bunch of other stuff. 
Uh, but Dale has, uh, has a life, too. <laughs> I knew Julie long before I knew you, Dale, but uh, I want to thank you for coming in, and welcome to the Second Half Now. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me here. I look forward to just chatting with you and yeah. sharing with your listeners as well. And we were just telling Roger, the engineer, that we've had such a good chat that if he had recorded that, we can just put that on the air and call <laughs> it good. But uh, let's be intentional and purposeful with what we're going to talk about, because it is such... Such an important uh, subject, such an important thing, because what we want to do is understand how we make choices in this second half of life. And we're going to use a term. Uh, this is the, the phrase that, uh, that Dale wants to drill down on, and that is the term leisure. And uh, it, it has to do with how we use our leisure time. So Dale, let's first of all just get a little bit of a context for who you are and how you are coming to this subject. Absolutely. I think on the topic of leisure, free time, work, uh, balance, and so forth, um, it really began to resonate with me during my college years. I was a recreation administration major. You know, I had uh, gotten a real estate scholarship to go to college. And when I really started to evaluate what I wanted to do, I really realized I wanted to serve people. Uh, my motive for being in real estate was probably more uh, financial than anything else. And and so when I, when I uh, became a student of recreation and leisure, I realized uh, something that I hadn't heard a lot of before, and that is how important uh, the choices that a person makes with their leisure time and how critical they are. And I think as I grew in faith, in fact, I became a Christian during my college years, I recognize even uh, of greater importance that uh, the Lord gives us choices. Mm. And uh, when we're not eating, sleeping, and working, we have this thing called leisure. And uh, the choices we make are, are important. So you're right. I'm a boomer, and uh, I'm a bit in transition right now. I probably don't work as many hours as I did in my first half as I do in my now second half. And so I'm, I'm intrigued myself with this topic. I'm living it, and I'm trying to, and yeah. I'm learning about that. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting with you about it. Dale and I met, uh, what, a few months ago yeah. uh, at a Christian men's lunch, and uh, I was intrigued by some of the things that he was saying, particularly uh, a couple of churches that uh, he's been involved with that I recognized. And uh, so we decided to meet for coffee and talk about it a little bit more. And I think, Dale, you're on to something that is very significant because we tend to kind of end up with sort of a default lifestyle uh, when things drop off. If we don't have all the baseball games to go through, <laughs> go to, sure. you know, with our kids or grandkids or whatever. Um, and if work is winding down, we tend to kind of fall into some maybe not as productive or healthy or beneficial patterns. And uh, I want to drill down into that some. So um, with your background and your training and now actually having being in this second half, what what can you tell us at the outset? Let's just kind of paint uh, a bigger picture about this leisure or discretionary or the, the times of our weeks where we have choices to make. What does that look like? Well, I think the first thing fundamentally is to just to uh, see that it's a season in your life mm -hmm. um, and to embrace it. Um, I'm really blessed. My wife and I are, are we're really on the same page in this area of embracing the different seasons yeah. in our life. I remember when our uh, our oldest daughter was ready to graduate from high school and go to college. We had a lot of other parents come and say, aren't you nervous about sending your daughter away and she's going to go to college and all that? And Julie and I looked at each other and we go, 
uh, we knew she was going to go to college after yeah, right. high school, so we just embraced that and yeah. and enjoyed that season of our life and and so on. And now we're empty nesters and we're enjoying that season mm-hmm. in our life. So I think when we get to the stage where a lot of empty nesters, as you uh, indicated in your intro, um, are either looking at retirement, uh, they're retired now, or maybe their lifestyle has just changed to where they've slowed down a little bit, then to me, then they have a wonderful opportunity to embrace. And so when we, as we talk further, we want to look at, you know, a person's priorities, a person's balance between work, between leisure, between their faith, and, and just kind of how that all plays out. As I hear you talking about this subject, I, I know that this is something that's very important to you, and you've done some some work in this area in terms of thinking it through, maybe even teaching or talking with people and kind of getting a handle on it. And I think that's so important because uh, you and I both have a common background of being pastors. Right. And uh, some of the uh, folks, the retired people in my congregations, when I talk with them at church or visit them in their home or go out for coffee or whatever, some of these people are actually looking for things to do because they're bored, they're restless, they don't really they don't have that sense of of purpose. They don't right. have a direction. And I, I know that you've seen that too in in you know when you have uh gotten acquainted with people in that age. So what would you say to those people at the outset? Well, you know, it's it's a different answer for for every person in terms of what the direction is and specifics and even what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. But I think um, the one thing that a boomer has that they didn't have in you know a couple of decades prior was hopefully the life experience that they've had has helped them to understand how they're gifted, mm-hmm. how they're wired, right? You know what their uh, what their talent is, and uh, and it's mainly uh, it becomes th- therefore a an act of stewardship, you know, how do I manage that which God has given me? He's given me time, he's given me talent, and he's given me treasure. And uh, I think the reason I say let's embrace this season and let's look forward to it, not with uh, dread, is because in many cases, those three things are increased. You know, your time is increased if you're slowing down or if you're retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your talent has hopefully been developed and you have a, a bit of a handle as how God has wired you. Right. And then thirdly, um, you know, your treasure. Maybe if you've been blessed enough to be able to plan for retirement, you have some resources that maybe you didn't have in your earlier stage in life. Right. And therefore, you can make some some really good decisions. Yeah. I think I, balance I, is a key, really. Balance. And we're going to get to that okay. um, later in the show because that, it is really important. I'm think, A couple of things that I'm thinking of. I see God involved in our lives through the early years and... Um, purposely and intentionally shaping us uh, with what he's already given us. And you, you were talking about uh, giftings and, and talents and experiences and relationships and all that. And so I'm just picturing, you know, God watching us move through the timeline. And we get to be 40 and we're still being shaped, right? We get to be 50, we're still being shaped. By the time we're 55, 60, 65 and so, I think God is saying, all right, I've got this person shaped now. And uh, now let's get to work. And the person will often say, I'm, you know, uh, and they don't get it. They say, well, I just want to go golfing. I just want to rest. I just want to sleep in. And I just can imagine God saying, wait a minute. I've been shaping you all this time for a purpose. Yeah. And uh, you and I both know that this is the best time of life. If we embrace it, like you use that term, 
And if we uh, take uh, an assessment, take an account of how God has shaped us, there are some things in our life, and I don't know you that well, Dale, but I'm sure that there are some things in your life that you didn't have before in terms of shaping, and those have not always been easy. Um, and so I'm just picturing God saying, all right, this guy's going to retire pretty soon. I can hardly wait to uh, to fill his life with good things, with all of the shaping that I've been doing for these past 20, 30 years. Absolutely. You know, we're, uh, we're kind of like... Uh, uh, in the potter's hand. Yeah. And he is shaping us. And right. I think sometimes for us, and I'll speak primarily to the men, is that sometimes our own self-image or of our shape is mm-hmm. predicated on what we do for work. Right. You know, you meet somebody for the first time, and usually one of the first yeah. questions is, you know, what do you do? Right. And so <laughs> with, with that being set aside, right. if you're not working, yeah. or maybe... And it would be unfortunate, but there, I'm sure there's several people that they're working in an industry just because they've been there, they've done that, and they have so many years to retire. And so, therefore, what's happening is um, uh, their work is really not who they are. And so they need to kind of find out a little bit more of who they are in, in Christ, particularly. Right. as, as they, uh, And sometimes their shape is redefined, for sure, during their uh, retirement years or during their second half. I have a friend who is, uh, I want to say, the early 80s, and um, we meet for coffee, and he's a great guy, and he's very energetic and very outgoing and so forth. And he, he said, uh, gave me a quote uh, a few months ago that I'll never forget, and it's right along the lines of what we're talking about now. He says, if what you do is who you are, then what you don't, then when you don't, you aren't. Interesting. I mean, isn't that in, like in retirement? Yeah. You know, if you're an account executive, or if you're a mechanic, or if you're an office manager, whatever else. If when you stop doing that, that's not you anymore. So then, when uh, you're 68 and you meet somebody and they say, "Well, what do you do?" Well, I'm not so sure. I'm retired. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then there's kind of an emptiness, kind of a void. Sure. There. Yeah. I think a lot of guys probably don't know what to say, you know, when right. they no longer have their work. But right. I would suggest, having given this some thought, that a person take this season of time to really understand uh, their own identity, right. particularly their identity in Christ. Right. You know, we are not a product of what we do. We are uh, a creation made in the likeness of right. Jesus Christ. Right. And so he has shaped us. He has uniquely uh, has plans for us. And um, so, you know, our identity is really in him and in our yeah. faith. And, you know, since we came to, to Christ, not through our works, why are we defined by our work? Right. Oh, that's a good point. I like that. I'm thinking, too, that it's very well known that um, in our generation, um, as contrasted to previous generations, especially uh, our parents and our grandparents, when you're looking at 65, if you can, if you can make it past 65 for a couple of years, you're doing good. In our generation, Dale, as boomers, when we hit 65, it's just a milepost, and we're still, we're still going. Yes. And we have 20, 25, 30 years more. That's why a lot of the financial planning mm-hmm. um, uh, people and, and, and businesses are, are so essential because if you're going to live another 30 years, in fact, uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, reported recently that um, – 86, I'm just grabbing a number, it's close uh, to my recollection, 86% of boomers would rather die than outlive their money. Interesting. So what about if we took care of that part and we still have, you know, we hit 65, we still have 20, 25, 30 years to go. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? 
what are you going to do with your life and not just goof off yeah. and not just uh, kill time and, you know, mow the yard and rattle around the house and, you know, build uh, birdhouses. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But what you and I are talking about is things that are meaningful, things that make a difference, things that uh, that help other people, the things that are deposits of who we are right. that God can actually use in the lives of other people. Well, the the circle of friends that I kind of uh, spend time with, you know, we talk a lot about kingdom building, and we talk about eternal things. You know, and the Bible says that God has put eternity in our hearts. Mm. So, uh, even even the best of us know that uh, you know, life, there's so much more to life than just the here and now. Right, right. So, I want to talk about um, the having the right perspective about work, and we've kind of uh, touched on that a little bit, but. Um, I want to hear some more, and we're going to hear that right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. 780-3030. We are back and uh, I'm in studio today with Dale Size and we're talking about Retirement and the second half and the title of uh, this particular show is called Making the Second Half the Best It Can Be. And I sure want to uh, give a recognition to our wonderful partners and sponsors. You've heard uh, three of them on uh, these little radio spots just now. But I also want to mention Hearthstone Senior Living, 
Transformational Finance with Stuart Funky, Dan the Mortgage Man, uh, Portland City Acupuncture with Mariko, and uh, Next Phase Coaching, Eric Howard, and Dr. Dan Miller with Beaverton Chiropractic. These are the folks that come alongside us and engage in our ministry together and help us uh, provide this content and uh, these things to our listening audience, both the website, all the podcasts, and uh, the live broadcasts that airs every Monday at 5.30 p.m. right here on KKPZ 1330. So, uh, Dale, I want to thank you again for coming in. I'm just really getting into this subject because, I mean, we're both living it, right? I mean, we're both... We're both in that age and stage, and we have found some distinct differences, both in our own experiences as we look at others, uh, that there's a big difference between living a life that's meaningful and purposeful and intentional. You and I have used that word a lot. Um, And so it is a matter of having the right perspective on work and what it means then when it comes time to lay that down or to be in that, um, that stage where maybe we don't have to do what we have been doing, although some people will keep on working at their current job sure, until they're 70, 75, whatever. I mean, I know some people that are going strong at the job they've had for a number of years, and yeah. they're 80 years old. Uh, but we have other options, too. We may want to start a business. We may, may want to start a nonprofit that can actually derive a, an income, something that uh, the way that God has shaped us. Uh, you know, we can provide a ministry service and derive um, a livelihood from that. So let's, um, uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about as we look out, I mean, you and I are too young to be um, thinking about, you know, looking at our 90s. At least you're not very close <laughs> to that. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm pushing 70 here pretty soon. So um, let's talk about, uh, you know, there's a phrase that people use about finishing well or finishing yeah. strong. So what are, what are some thoughts that we ought to be thinking about in that regard? Well, it's a, that's a good question. And the older we get, the more we realize that there's a finish line awaiting for mm-hmm. each one of us. You know, Hebrews says that there, God has an appointed time to to promote those that are in walking in a relationship with the Lord. So, um, you know, to me, I like if you're running a race and you want to succeed and you want to win that race, I think what's important is 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 look at the finish line. Right. And at the what I see in the scriptures is we're going to stand before the Lord, and someday He's going to say to us, um, "Well, hopefully, well done, good and faithful servant." Right. He also calls us a friend, and you you look at the scriptures in the Gospels, and as Jesus talks, He mentions that um, that uh, for those that didn't enter in, it's because they didn't know Him, mm-hmm. and for those that did, He says, "You know, I did know you." So I right. would I would suggest giving this topic a bit of thought that it's not so much about what we do. We're, you know, we're not going to stand before the Lord at the finish line and say, you know, I um, my portfolio was this. This is how many properties I own. This is how how much money I have in the bank. It's all about well, did I know you? Mm. And so one of the things that I feel strongly about is that not so much of what we do during our retirement years, but that we have an opportunity to be. And uh, for example, you know, when, you know, as, as you um, uh, alluded to earlier, being a pastor, you know, we would work 50, 60, 70 hour weeks. And sometimes our quiet time was squeezed into a yeah. 90, 90, uh, you know, second uh 
you know, God bless me for the An day. Arrow prayer. <laughs> yeah. And so now, now you know, if you have that leisure time uh, during your second half, you have opportunity to to uh, do some of the things that you want to do, but uh, also you have an opportunity to draw a little closer to the Lord. Right. You had a couple of uh, biblical examples that we had talked about before. Yeah, I think uh, on that note, I think the thing that comes to my mind as far as finishing well and finishing strong, uh, the the two Old Testament examples are a father and son, and that's King David and King yeah. Solomon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you most of your listeners know the story. Uh, King Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. You know, he was David's son. He was he was the, the, the one that took over the throne after David. And yet, is even though he was the wisest man that ever lived and, and accomplished some great things, built a temple, etc., he didn't finish so well. And he didn't finish well because his heart was not devoted to the Lord. And now think about David in contrast, okay? Mm-hmm. David was a, was driven. He was passionate. He was okay. a warrior. Yeah. He accomplished great things. He was probably a pretty type A kind of guy and got a, got a lot done. But um, the Bible says about that was uh, regarding David and Solomon was that Solomon didn't finish well because he didn't have... Um, he didn't have the heart that his father David did. Mm. And what we know about David was that he had a heart after God. Even though yeah. he sinned, you know, he repented, he came back to the Lord. So I think sometimes in our second half, there's a, a finished work and a business we can do in, primarily in our relationship with the Lord and in our rela- relationship with others. And even to this day, some of the Psalms that uh, David wrote are so powerful for all of us. They really dig down into where we are and and where we live. And, you know, Dale, I'm looking at the engineer through the glass, and he says, time's up. Wow. We're going to wind down. But uh, let's mention just briefly about what we're going to cover on the podcast, which is going to be the part two on the website. And uh, you had quoted in our earlier conversations uh, sometimes we or other people we worship our work, work at we, our play and play at our worship. Yeah, and yeah, let's pick that up. I, yeah, I let's cover that. that next time. Yeah, that that is so important. Say it, say it one more time. Well, it's the problem today is that so many people worship their work, they work at their play. And they play at their worship. So in the next segment, we'll uh, try to help find balance and realignment to all that. Absolutely. I love that. Thanks, Dale. We're going to carry over to the podcast. Uh, So in order to get that, Mr. Mrs. Listener, you need to go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, and then uh, go to the uh, Radio Archive uh, tab. And click on that and uh, look at all of our shows there. And this one with Dale Size, S-I-E-S, We'll be there, too. This show today is called Making the Second Half the Best It Can Be. We've got other guests coming in in the shows coming up. Uh, I've been mentioning a couple of mayors. They're going to come in and talk about how Christian people can be involved in the community and can bless uh, the other folks in the community. We have a person coming in, uh, a Medicare expert, and we just have so much. I can't even list it all. But I want to encourage you, remind you to tune in every Monday. We're here on the air, Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m. on the radio station KKPZ. If you're listening to it on the podcast, it's not live, but you're also uh, able to tune in on their website, kkpz.com, and do the listen live. If you have questions about today's topics, uh, topic or have other suggestions about other Uh, guests that we might have or things that we might want to discuss, go to our website, secondhalfnow.com. And if you have a question or suggestions for Dale 
uh, do that in that same way, too. So I want to thank you for listening today. Second F Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. I'm Dan Critchett, your host. Let's continue the conversation with Dale Size on part two, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. This is part two of the show that is titled Making the Second Half the Best It Can Be. And I'm in studio with Dale Size. We're talking about some pretty important stuff, and I love this topic, and I love our guests because uh, these are the kind of things that keep us going because we are in the second half, and uh, we are thriving on some important areas. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and um, this portion is available to you only as a podcast. And you can go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, around the clock and around the world, that is available And I hear that it's also available on iTunes and YouTube, but I don't know. I'm not quite sure. That's not my department. But anyway, so uh, Dale, I'm going to welcome you again, and thank you so much for coming in and talking about these important things. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be here. Great topic, and hopefully we can get into some nuts and bolts that will help some of your listeners out. Yeah, we're saving the good stuff for for the end here, right? So uh, as we left... um, we were just finishing up the the uh, category of talking about finishing well, and I know there's a couple things we want to say about that, but uh, we introduced another thing uh, on part one, and that is uh, the phrase, uh, what's that phrase again? The phrase is that the problem today is that for some is that they tend to worship their work, work at their play, and play at their worship. Wow. We're going to dig into that, so... So let's finish up with uh, finishing well. We used a couple of um, Old Testament uh, examples that you were talking about, King Mm -hmm. David and King Solomon. One finished well, the other not so much. Um, And then we were looking at a couple of uh, Scripture verses. So how would you like to kind of wrap this up for us in the whole concept of finishing well? Well, I think sometimes people go uh, to the Apostle Paul and they look at his comment. You hear it in right. a lot of memorial services about finishing the race. And, right. You know, we are in a race. You know, we have this dash, if you will, mm-hmm. between two dates, the date yeah. we were born and the date yeah. that we'll die. That dash is that race, if you That's will. Right. And regarding Paul, he, he says in, in uh, 2 Timothy 4, he says, I have fought the good fight. Three things here. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I've kept the faith. Mm. So I think the message there for uh, for second-half boomers is that there is a good fight to fight. Right. You know, And if there's a good fight, maybe there's a bad fight. Mm. Or maybe there's mm-hmm. a good fight and there's a God fight. And so those are some of the choices, yeah. I think, that boomers make in the second half. Right. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to do for the kingdom? What am I going to do for eternity? What kind of spiritual fight is there that I can do now that I have a little bit more time? And, and before you move on to the next one, let's yeah. uh, talk a little bit more about that. Because when we use the term fight, uh, we might be thinking about boxing or wrestling or beating up on people. Uh, what Say a little bit more, Pastor Dale, about this fight that we're in. And Paul says, um, I have uh, fought... The good fight. What might that mean for our listeners who are in the second half of life now? Well, to those that are, you know, followers of Christ, Christ followers, uh, there is a fight that we're in. You know, mm-hmm. there's a battle. Ephesians 6 talks about putting on the armor of God because right. we're in a, a spiritual battle. Right. So once again, with the experiences that we've had, hopefully our faith is strong. There's a there's a spiritual fight that, that we have uh, for, for the souls of, of, of people. And you and I have share a, a similar passion and interest in helping lost people find the Lord, and that's a bit of a battle in itself. Yeah. 
But I think the point I'm making here is that, you know, at the end of Paul's life, he saw he was not only in the second half, but he saw that finish line. Mm. He felt that he had fought a fight, that he's finishing his race, and he's kept his faith. Now, interestingly, what was his career before all this? He was, a, he was a tent maker. Yeah. He doesn't even mention that. Yeah. He doesn't say, I'm, I'm at the end of the race. I wish I had a little bit more time to make a few more tents. Yeah. You know, and I right. think, you know, that's true that's with good. people. That's good. I like that. Well, I think it's yeah. true with people at the end of their life is, yeah. is they realize what it is that's really important, mm. you know, and if they make a, a gadget, you know, do they really need to make gadgets? I, I've been right. with people, you have too, as pastors that are at the end of their life. Very few times have I heard a person say, man, I wish I would have put a few more uh, hours of overtime in on the job. Yeah. It's yeah. it's more about relationship. Right. And that's what I really get to with with the second half is that it's an opportunity. You know, we talked about earlier about it being having unique opportunities in the second half that we didn't have mm-hmm. the first. We alluded right. to the. 90 second quiet time. And right. now we, you know, if you want, if a person that's retired doesn't have too much on their plate, if they want to spend three hours and in the word and in prayer, they can mm-hmm. do it. You know, and we, we, we alluded to David and David in Psalm 46, I believe it was, says, be still and know yeah. that I am God. Yeah. So t- I think it really starts with uh, our relationship with the Lord, cultivating it right. at a deeper level in this wonderful season of our life yeah. before we move on and uh, figure out what his renewed purpose is in our life. You know, I really like that because I'm picturing some actual people in, in my congregations as a pastor, and I think that they would not uh, be able to repeat these words from Paul. And specifically, when Paul says, I have fought the good fight, I know some people who would say, I didn't fight. Mm-hmm. I didn't fight the good fight. And they maybe have regrets or whatever later, and they just, you and I are in the fight, and we are fighting the good fight now, and it's the it's the best, right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, I got you a little bit off track. I have fought the good fight. I have... I've kept the faith. Kept the faith. I've run the race. Yeah. I've finished the race. Yeah. So, you know, it's about, that's what it's about. It's about our faith in the Lord. It's our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at maybe a, a, the, the cross is a good illustration. If you take the, if you draw yourself a cross and you look vertically and horizontally mm-hmm. and, and vertically, it, it's uh, being, B-E-I-N-G, and then uh, horizontally it's doing. It's the being. It's being in that relationship with Jesus that cultivates our purpose and therefore the things that we do. Mm-hmm. And so Paul's uh, doing was dramatically changed from being a tent maker and a persecutor persecutor of Christians to one that was following the Lord and fighting the, uh, the, the race and sharing the gospel and yeah. doing all that, that he accomplished. And I think that's our challenge too, is, is what, what's in my hand? What can I mm. do now that I have a little bit more resources and, and of time and, and effort? And it's no small matter that you and I and our listeners are recipients and inheritors of what it was that Paul did. I mean, when I read uh, from the epistles, any of the letters that Paul wrote and the mm-hmm. testimony of his faith and the uh, divinely uh, revealed words uh, that the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, put together in this New Testament of ours. I mean, I have been so blessed and benefited by so much of what Paul wrote. Yeah. And uh, he fought the good fight and ran the race and kept the faith. Absolutely. Yay. 
And so I, th- I think what we're saying is that you and I, Dale, and our listeners, we want to be encouraged that we can do that exact same thing in our own way and in our own time. Yeah. And I would suggest that in the course of our lifetime, uh, if if we're an average person, there's there's things that we've wanted to do. There's mm-hmm. intentions, and rather than than look at them as as regrets later on in our life, here's an opportunity to make some adjustments, make some realignments, right. and, and get back to the things that are really important. Right. I'll give you an example. Um, my neighbor is. I have a great neighbor. I live in a cul-de-sac. My neighbor Larry just retired, and um, <clears throat> I. Um, I was talking to him, and I said, Larry, what are some of the initial things you plan on doing? Larry's not a man of faith yet, um, but he's pretty open. But what he said to me was, well, I'm going to catch up on some, some deferred projects. And I got to thinking about that. I think in the, in sometimes in our life, you know, you might be 42 years old, and you think, gee, I'd really like to just sit down, and I'd love to read the Bible from, from Genesis to, to Revelation, but I just don't have time. So you kind of defer that off. Right. Um, maybe uh, your your local church has done a missions trip and you just haven't had the resources or the time to do it. And maybe that's something that's deferred. Mm. Or maybe you just want to get involved in the ministry at your local church or in the community or serving your neighbors. And, uh, and now you have that opportunity. I have another friend that does that. He's retired. He's a retired fireman. And he loves the fact that he goes down to a public school and he's kind of adopted a kid. It's a program that they have. And he's a mentor yeah. toward uh, to a, a young boy in the yeah. school that doesn't have a, a role model. So um, that's part of the opportunities that I see in this season that we have spiritually to catch up on some things. You know, if you always wanted to go to Bible school, maybe just take a class at a local yeah. Christian school. You can do that, hopefully, during this season of life. Yeah. That's all good stuff. I'm thinking of a friend of mine that uh, I've known just for a little while now. Uh, his name is Bud. He was the—I don't think he'd mind me mentioning his name. He's 82 years old. Uh, he was the CEO of what is now Moda Health. It was ODS, Oregon Dental Service. Uh, and he took that company from a revenue, annual revenue of $4 million mm-hmm. to over half a billion and that same company now is over three mil, three billion in sure. annual revenue. But here's a guy. I meet with him every couple of weeks. We have coffee and talk about life. I look at him, and he's 15 years ahead of me. And uh, I'm saying, I, whatever he's doing, I want to I want to know that. And I want to do that because uh, he has a business degree from Harvard, hmm. and uh, now he's working on an MBA from Northwestern. Yeah. And um, and he's very engaged. He's on a a, a few uh, boards of directors around the country. And he's very engaged, and he's very fulfilled, and very he's just um, he's just living a kind of life that I would like to have yeah. in you know in, when I catch up to that age at, at eighty two, <laughs> and he's just a great role model for me. He's yeah. Such a great man of faith. I really appreciate that. Well, he's locked into his purpose. Yes. He's seen how God has wired him, and right. you know that that may be his, that's his calling. It may not be yours. I mean, it may not be mine. But the Lord has a purpose, and He has a plan for us. Right. And so I think uh, the the key is to again uh, grow, continue to grow like Bud is doing, 
but continue to grow in our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Because from that, then he will speak to us. He'll show us what it is that we're to do. And as it says in Ephesians, you know, we are his workmanship and he works through us. And so if we're open and if we're faithful and we're obedient, the blessings flow. I mean, you talk about 82 years old. How about 600? You know, Noah, Noah was able to finish the building of the ark. And then he was placed on the ark with his family and blessed and preserved and basically saved at the age of 600 when he joined, you know, when he jumped on the ark. And, and that was because of his faithfulness again, just like Paul. And that passage, one last thing on that Ephesians passage it says that God has prepared those works for us ahead of time. Yeah. And so if we're not walking in that way, if we're not tuned in, if we're not getting a hold of how God is leading us on a mm-hmm. day-by-day, year-by-year basis, those things are going to remain undone by us anyway. Maybe someone else will. Yeah. But uh, when we are his workmanship yeah. and uh, he set these things before us to do. And that's the fun part, uh-huh. right? It's a, it's, it's a, you know, you, you run the race and, and, and you fight the good, you, you fight the battle or fight the, what, what was the word? Fight, fight the, the good fight. Fight the good fight. It sounds like, oh, man, that's tough. But uh, you and I know it's this is the best part. Well, right? and it's it's, the, it's his fight. You know, yeah. we're just joining him. And right. he and you know Ephesians three twenty talks about you know beyond all we can ask or imagine. The Lord right. is is giving us His Spirit to right. accomplish those. I, I like to ask people a question. You know, people of faith, followers of Christ. I ask them a bit of a rhetorical question. I'll say, you know, someone like yourself, Dan, when you came to Christ and you were saved by by grace through faith, as we read about in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, why didn't you just go to heaven then? Mm -hmm, I mean, if the goal is simply to become a Christian, why didn't we poof, go and get raptured then? And the the answer that I would suggest, and people have to form that answer themselves, it's because the Lord has a purpose. He has a plan. He had it formed when we were still in our mother's womb. You know, to me... You know, I know one of the questions you asked me is, Dale, where are you headed now? Where are you going for the next five, ten years? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that much different than where or was yesterday. It's the, essentially it's to know Christ and to make Him known. Yeah. You know, under under that, everything flows from relationship. You know, I tell people, people will say, "Well, how long have you been a minister?" And I said, "Well, I was a minister before I was a pastor." Uh, and they kind of right. shake their head. And what, yeah. are they, what are you talking about? Well, right. you know, Second Corinthians says we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. So I think part of uh, that purpose, if you will, is to minister to others and to let the light shine and the love of Christ to others. Exactly. Well said. Let's get back to this phrase that we uh, have put out there a little bit ago, and let's get back to it. Um, that the problem is that some of us worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. So there's three functions, worship, work, and play, but we kind of get them twisted around sometimes when sure. we when we worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. So shed some light on that for us. Well, I think it becomes a matter of priorities and focus, and I think rightfully so when we're younger, when we're in our first half, we're trying to provide for our family, get a career, figure out, you know, work our way up, you will, in the, in the work, uh, the workplace. And that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that fact. It's, it's proper. But if we continue to carry that out and that work is such a premium to us, mm-hmm. we have to recognize sometimes, especially in our first half, and if we're really honest with ourselves, sometimes our work has come at a price. Maybe it's affected right. our marriage. 
our relationship with our spouse. Maybe it's affected our relationship with our kids. You hear stories, so many of them, even people in the ministry that have worked so hard in serving God that their children were neglected. Right. So, um, so the the emphasis on work should adjust a little bit. It, you, you can realign things. You, you can continue to work like your friend Bud. You can do things, but but do it in in the in the balance of other things that are important. We talk about worship. You know, uh, we talk about play. Um, I'll get to play in a minute. But as far as worship. If we were to take our worship experience, whether it be a Sunday worship service or daily in our worship experience, are we giving it the priority, the mm-hmm. time? Are we growing in that area? Or are we simply just kind of, uh, like it says here, playing at our worship, not really taking it serious? And when you think about our eternity, a big part of our eternity is going to be in praise and worship to the Lord. Yeah. And I want to comment on play because you, when do you hear anybody telling you how to play, right? Right, right. Or how not to play. Well, the phrase talk talked about working at our play and you and I we both know guys that play golf and they're out there and you know, they're frowning when they're playing because their game's not where it should be and they're not recognizing that 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 your play is is uh, is is a value in itself it doesn't have to have mm-hmm. a long-term effect um, I'll, I'll give you an example I I'm really blessed in that I have a beautiful uh, and one and only, my very first granddaughter. She's mm-hmm. one years old. Oh, boy. A little shout out to little Vera Ray. <laughs> and you know what I've you know what I've been playing more than anything lately? I've been playing peekaboo. Oh, okay. peekaboo with yeah. her. It puts yeah. me in the moment. It yeah. connects me with my granddaughter. Yeah. She smiles. She laughs. And she's got a grandpa that plays peekaboo with her, yeah. and we're just bonding. You know, as a result of it. So there's value in play. Second uh, Corinthians four eight says that. That uh, the physical exercise, play, exercise, and and even sport, for example, is of some value, right. <clears throat> but the spiritual part is of eternal value and longer and greater worth. I like it. Is that uh, did we cover the three? We we worship our work, so mm-hmm. we put uh, maybe pay at the price and, <clears throat> and make that too high a priority. Uh, we work at our play, and uh, we play at our worship. Yeah, we yeah. we we don't emphasize or take seriously enough the value of worship yeah. and how the Lord longs for that. He longs for right. that worship and relationship. We're giving worth to Him, and then in our play, like I said, we we look at it as some, as a task rather than a, a, yeah. a, of enjoyment that recreates our spirit. Right, right. I think I don't know if I asked you this rhetorical question in one of our previous conversations, and that is, do you know anybody that is satisfied with their golf game? I mean, it's, you know, it's a battle out there, right? I mean, even the pros, they're never satisfied with their image. It's something that you have to keep working at. Sure. And you work at it. Yeah, it's a great question. But take that even further. How many of us are satisfied with our relationship with Christ? Yeah. I mean, do we just reach a plateau? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm at 59 and a half years of age. Therefore, I'm done growing in Christ. Yeah. And I don't think so. Uh, I don't I, think so. I think, uh, I think as a boomer, we can just keep on growing and, and be all of what the Lord has for us to do. More with Dale Size on the subject, making the second half the best it can be right after our break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, We are back and glad to have you here. This is uh, second half now and our topic for today is making the second half the best it can be. And uh, we have in studio Dale Size. Uh, who is speaking, well, I'd say with some um, feeling and passion and authority on this matter, Dale. So thank you again for coming in and talking about this, making the second half the best it can be. And I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors and partners, the three uh, that you just heard the uh, the little radio spots for. And then we also want to mention Northwest Web Creation Company, Eastside Printing, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ, this radio station, along with Chamber of Commerce Northwest, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest, and Serving Our Neighbors. Together, we make a pretty good team. We're on a mission together and uh, bringing valuable content to the listeners who, um, I think we have a, a rule. If you're not 50 and you're listening, you need to turn the radio off. <laughs> Is that right? I mean, Sounds good. Yes, that's right. Cause unless unless the, they're thinking ahead. That's, that's right. Yeah, planning ahead. Okay, so um, we did uh, how it's so easy 
to worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. And when we get those squared away and do them right, life is going to be better and richer. So, and you're going to talk about the three B's. Yeah, and I, th- I think the transition into what I will call the three B's goes back to the the worship and the work and the play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a, to me, it's a matter of of utilizing the opportunity and the freedom that we have in our second life to do a realignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll share something a little bit facetious, but a true story. Um, a friend of mine, I went into a, a friend of mine's uh, tire shop, and over in the corner of there where they were doing some work, um, he had a, a scripture, and it was in the realignment section of it. And it's, oh. and it's uh, from Proverbs, Proverbs 11.1. 1. It says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, Whoa. but a just weight is his delight. Yeah. yeah, of course we know the context of the scriptures yeah. is about money and stuff, but it was kind of fun to see how important realignment yeah. and, and balancing is to the automobile industry, right. more so to us. Yeah, And so I think as we get into our second um, half, again, we have the opportunity to... to to do some some rebalancing, if you will, and so that that's the first B is balance. Um, so er, once again, early in life, uh, just because of the demands and the stresses and right. paying the bills and so forth, you know, we can get a little bit, maybe not totally, but a little bit off, and we need to make some corrections and mm-hmm. some some realignments. That's well and, said. Uh, and I, I kind of view it another visual is kind of like a teeter totter. Yeah. You know, a teeter totter is typically not always balanced, and so. The first half, there's an emphasis on something, but on the second half, we can emphasize some some other things as well and get our life, you know, kind of more into balance. Right. We talked in our first uh, um, set about deferred projects, and so once again, with our balance, we can we can balance some of the things that we never got to spiritually and yeah. in our relationship with Christ, the missions trip, the class at Multnomah College, or or just serving uh, uh, someone mm-hmm. using the gifts of God or, or being more intentional about sharing our faith. Maybe we didn't always have that, the time to do that as well right. as, we, as we wanted to. So, so balance is the first of the three Bs to help us uh, apply some of these truths uh, during living the best life that we can in our second half. The other thing I want to, the other second B would be our body. And, um, and that touches on you know health and fitness that is one of your core values with your ministry. Mm-hmm. Right, and, health uh, and wellness. Exactly. My yeah. my neighbor. We I live in a cul-de-sac, and we're out with my neighbor. We're mowing each uh, mowing our lawns at the same time, and it, it, inevitably, one of the two of us will yell out to the other, "Hey, Dale, I, I'm not 20 anymore." You know, it, yeah, right. it, you feel it when you're bending over and and doing physical labor, mm-hmm. and so once again, I think it's so important for uh for for us to fight our culture's tendency to be sedentary mm-hmm. to be in front of the TV set right, uh, right. to be sitting down in front of our computer all the time we need to realize that in the second half unlike our 20s and 30s we have to be more intentional about our health take better care of right. our bodies so our bodies will serve us enabling us to do the things that God's yeah. called us to do I think our health and our physical nature is less forgiving uh, when we're at this age. Uh, early on, you can eat a bunch of junk food and you know not work out and not exercise in. You don't really pay that high a price. Yeah. At least you don't realize it at the time. But at our age, uh, we need to be more mindful of that and take. That's why we have a whole 
uh, one of our five core uh, life issues is health and wellness, and it's 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 maybe even goes beyond. Um, Eating right and uh, and exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of other things that because the, the 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 parts start to wear out. Yeah, and uh, you know we need to have good maintenance of that. So that uh, our show isn't about that today. But no, it isn't. This, but the second B in the in the triple B here is balance, and then body, and right. it's being mindful of right. our physical Be- self. Because you and I have you know we've shared a couple times now about being intentional. So right. you can have the greatest of intentions, but if you can't get out of bed and accomplish what you feel right. God has called you to do, right. you're not going to get anywhere. So in, in a nutshell, I think the important thing is moving. Keep keep moving. Mm-hmm. Keep uh, walking. Keep uh, exercising as you can. And what, before you go on to the third <clears throat> B, and I know that's where you're going, uh, uh, I, ha- the, the, I have several books on my shelf that are about health and wellness and exercise and uh, meal planning and everything. They're not doing me a bit of good, Dale. <laughs> Why is that? I can't imagine. <laughs> yes, right. And it is about intention. Sure. I mean, I like to order books. And I like to look at the cover and look at the table of contents, and then it goes up on the shelf and say, yeah, uh, it's probably good stuff. I'll get around to that. But it's well, it's being intentional. It's one of your deferred projects you can do is pull out that book and say, hey, let's let's learn a little bit more about our I suppose. My physical health. Yeah. But see, I'm already past that retirement age. No. Nah. See, so I... <laughs> I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. I, those, yeah. That's something I'm working on as okay. well. Well, the third B, I think, would be would be blessing, yeah. and um, that's what I love the most about this season in our life mm-hmm. is to be a blessing to other mm-hmm. people. I, I mentioned earlier, I have two adult daughters. I have two. Uh, they're both married. They're raising their own family. They just both uh, got into a new home this past summer. Mm-hmm. I can be a blessing to them. Well, they're out working and, and uh, spending a lot of their time doing what first half uh, folks right, do. Right. I can be the guy that goes over and mows their lawn, pressure washes your driveway, and and is a blessing to them. So plus, you have a granddaughter. Exactly. Yes, you yeah. can be uh, you can be grandpa babysitter now and then, right? Well, it's a blessing to them. We yeah. watch our our granddaughter every yeah. Thursday. My wife and nice. I is that's a blessing to them. Sure. And so I think that again is the opportunity that God has for us, and that's what I would really encourage our listeners to do is view this opportunity. I have a friend; he's counting his days. It's circled on his calendar when he's going to retire. Yeah. And I, I want to encourage him. You know, what kind of a blessing will you be to your family and to your friends? And yeah. and you know what the Lord. And life is better when we intentionally um, make a point of being available to be a blessing. I've always said, uh, and I think it's very, very biblical. You just look at the tables of the, of the commandments. Yeah. Uh, we have two purposes in life, and one is to honor God, and the other is to bless people. Mm-hmm. And if we're off base uh, if we're not squared away, if we're not balanced in those two things, we're going to be living a life that is much less than what it could be. Yeah, it's what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I um, I was uh, just thinking the other day, I, I like to listen to, to Christian music, and um, I'm not sure I'll quote it exactly right, but there's a song that says that God made a million doors to show his love through. Hmm. And one of those doors is you. Well, And I just believe yeah. that in the second half of our life, we can share 
and show God's love at a greater measure than we ever have in our life. Because yeah. If we're taking care of our body and if we're, uh, we have the right balance of priority, right. then we can really serve him in, in a greater measure. And I think that's really a big reason why we're still here. And I like the way you put it, share and show. Mm-hmm. It's not just verbal. It's not just talking, right. but it's living it. So my uh, wrap-up question for you, Dale, is based on all this that we've talked about, we're on the same page. I mean, this is all good stuff. So what are your priorities and plans for the next 10 years? How old are you right now? I am 63. 63. I was born in 1953, so I'm okay. definitely in the middle of Solidly the boomer Solidly a pack. boomer. Yes, right. yes. So what, are your, what would you say to our listeners uh, that, that what are your priorities and plans for the next 10 years? Well, certainly mine probably vary from other people, you know, so everyone has to kind of work that out. But mm-hmm. at the core, it's really my, my life verse is, is based on Philippians 3. Mm-hmm. Paul writes that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Yeah. So when I come to my finish line, it's not going to be, Dale, how many books did you write? How many sermons did you preach? Mm-hmm. How, many, how many neighbor's lawns did you mow? The Lord's going to look at me and he's going to, and I hope he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant because I knew you enter into my rest. So my purpose is, and my goal, generally speaking, is to know him and to make him known. And I want to know Christ in a greater measure in the next 10 years than I do now. I want to look back and say, well, I didn't know that. I'm learning something new. Right. And I want right. to make him known. I want to, I want to lead I want to lead more people to the Lord. Jude says a wise a wise person, you know, le- uh wins souls. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a soul winner. And that that's that's part of my gifting. That's how God has wired me. I see people that way. I see your listeners that way. You, you have a listener maybe even right now that's that's stumbled onto this program and they they don't have that relationship or mm-hmm. the insurance to know that they have a walk a relationship with Christ. And yet they can do that. They can grow and they can enter into that relationship with Jesus, which will just set them free and give them the abundant life that they have right now and uh, until they get promoted. And this whole show is available on podcasts, which can be heard around the clock and around the world. And so if you didn't get it all, you can just uh, slide that little uh, pointy thing down to the beginning and you can hear it all again, all the good stuff that uh, Dale has been sharing with us. And uh, I know, Dale, that you and I have talked about how to make this kind of wisdom um, practical and applicable, and I know you're going to be praying and working toward that, whether it's uh, a book or a manual or a series or a class or a course or coaching or something, because we really need this stuff. We joked uh, a little bit about uh, they can go on Amazon and pre-order your book (laughs) because it's (laughs) pre-written. Yeah, that's right. Don't hold your breath on that one just yet. That's right, yeah. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll send out a notice when that book is available. So that is it for today. Gosh, it's been uh, so good, Dale, and I really want to thank you again for coming in. My pleasure. Yeah, it is uh, all about the second half, and we have that privilege and that uh, that challenge, making the second half the best it can be. So that is it for today. I want to encourage you to tune in every Monday to KKPZ. That is on the AM dial, and that is in the market uh, of Portland, Oregon. If you're hearing this uh, somewhere else, uh, you won't be able to tune it in unless you go to kkpz.com, and then there's a Listen Live button if you're uh, looking at our time zone, Pacific time zone, 5.30 to 6 p.m. on Mondays. So uh, I want to thank you again for listening. If you would like to have a free CD of this show, just call the uh, radio station, 503 
242-1950. And again, any questions or any comments or other suggestions, just uh, fill in the contact form on our website, secondhalfnow.com. And if you have something specifically for Dale, I will forward it to him. And uh, again, thanks, Dale. It's good stuff. Thank you. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and we are saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God help you live a life, and here it is, we're just talking about that, that honors Him and blesses others. So let's meet again right here on the website, on the podcast, or live next Monday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Brought to you by Second Half Network. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.